Marissa. And I'm Jenny. And you're listening to Outdoor Sports Girls. This week we are talking about traveling with your parents and more specifically traveling with your mom. Yeah, so we are getting into summer trip planning mode and we both have upcoming trips with our moms. So we thought it'd be kind of funny to review some funny things that happened to us when we were visiting Ireland last year. Yeah, because I think traveling with your parents is just so different from traveling with a friend or a spouse or whatever. And there's just bound to be disconnects from like millennial to boomer of things that happen along the way. Yeah, a lot of disconnects about like how you travel. And I think it's just generationally people travel differently. We have so much more access to information now and so much more technology that we didn't or they probably didn't have. I mean, can you imagine traveling with just like a physical map? Yeah, just that's it. And trying to get around a country. And I mean, you know, that is kind of how my mom travels, though, which is unfortunate. She's still old school, huh? She has an iPhone in her pocket, but she literally doesn't know how to use it. So bless her heart. You know, we go somewhere and I'm like, she asked me for directions. And I'm like, mom, just put the name into your iPhone. She's like, what? How do, how do I do that? I'm like, mom, Google Maps. And so we go to the airport to fly out somewhere, and she's got her paper boarding pass in her hand. And, you know, I'm like, mom, just the app. Just get the app. She's like, what app? I don't, I don't understand. Does she just oh. not want to use her phone? I think she's not aware that she is holding a miniature computer in her hand. I think she thinks it's still 1999, and it just makes phone calls and sends texts and that's it. There's literally more technology in your iPhone than what we had when we sent people to the moon. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And we use it to watch cat videos. So well, what else are you going to do? (laughs) Use it for traveling. Yeah. What about your mom? Is there anything funny that specifically she does when you're traveling? My mom's kind of the opposite when it comes to technology. So I think she feels like she's pretty savvy with technology and she does know how to use her phone and it's great. Like I love that I can text my mom and she can look at directions and she can do, you know, all the things that you need to do with a phone, but she's not as, I don't know how to say this in a way that like, I don't, I'm not like talking crap about my mom. I love my mom. She's awesome. She's a smart lady and I love traveling with her, but she thinks that Siri really does have all the answers (laughs) and she like, she'll get really specific about the questions that she asked Siri. So one time we were in Hawaii and I, she was dropping me off with her rental car to, I was going to go scuba diving and we were trying to remember like where exactly the drop off point was. And she remembered like the name of the slip number where like the boat would be that was going to take me. And so she was like, Siri, where's slip number 49 or whatever. And I don't, <laughs> I just think she doesn't like quite get that. Like she just, her mind automatically goes to like ask Siri, whatever question, you know, she doesn't ever think of like another way to get the information. Like typing it. I mean, my mom also, I think millennials really don't use Siri almost all. Maybe. No, I have I've never on my used phone. it. I've never used it in my phone ever. No, not annoying. one time. Yeah. And my mom also uses it for everything mm-hmm. and she uses it to call people. And so when I yes. get in the car with her, she'll say, call Jan, her mom. And she'll say it 10 times trying to get it to call Jan. And I'm like, mom, just, just press Jan. Just press it. Press the button. But she insists. She's like, no, 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 call Jan. Siri, Siri, call Jan. I'm like, mom, just the button. They really, really (laughs) want to make it work. I think they're so like proud the technology exists. They like want to use it. Like 
I'm sure it blows their minds that you could like voice activate, call anyone. That's definitely out of the future for them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we grew up with it. So I guess it's maybe not so crazy to us, but yeah, most, most millennials, <laughs> not so much with the uh, Siri. No, not using. necessary. I feel like it's quicker for me to push a button than have her like, okay, voice navigation, try to understand what I'm saying. Yeah. It's really funny to see how the technology differences work for everybody, you know? Yeah. And it's, I think it just like takes some people longer and they're not they don't type as fast or they don't really know like how or what they're looking up. So it's a good thing they have us, man. It's true. And so we knew what we were getting into by going on a co-trip with our moms to Ireland, but we decided this would be fun anyway. And it was fun. It was fun. But I think there are so many things that are hilarious that happen with moms. And for us, many of these things happened in the car because Ireland is very kind of disconnected. There's no like mass transportation that's going to get you everywhere. So you have to drive. And of course you're driving on the wrong side of the road on the wrong side of the car and they drive very fast and it's all stick shift. Yeah. All stick shift and there's hedges everywhere. So it's, I feel like you're in it's Mario challenging. Kart, the game, like yeah. driving. Yeah. I can't even imagine the two of them trying to drive around together. Like, I'm like one of. it's a two person job. First of all, it takes yeah. one person to drive and the other person to navigate. Yeah. And you can't do both. No, you can't, cannot do. And both the first the day time. we were there before you guys got there, my mom tried to help me navigate. She was very stressed out. It takes all of my mental acuity to drive on the other side of the road. Yeah. You can't also navigate. No, I need somebody to tell me. I can't even change the music on the radio. mm -hmm. I'm like, no. No, I need somebody to say like, easy left turn, hard right turn. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's such a a weird experience (laughs) to drive on the other side of the road. And you know, maybe we're not giving them enough credit. Like maybe they could do it if it were up to them, you know, if they didn't have us to drive them around. Maybe we're babysitting. And I think the best experience, of course, that I have to start off by sharing is we visited the Cliffs of Moher in the evening, which not many people do. And so by the time we left after the sunset, it was totally dark, but we had been recommended to go to a bar. What was the bar's name? It was Gus O'Connor's in Doolin, which is this tiny little bar. I think the person at our our castle hotel told yes. us to go there. Yeah. Yes. They gave us a great recommendation to go to this. And they said, you know, you'll probably be the only tourists in there. And it's this great little bar. It's where to like hear the authentic Irish music. And yes. also I wouldn't even say it's in a town. It's like a strip of like five buildings. It's not even quite. Doolin is not a large town, town, but it is the closest thing to a town near the Cliffs of Moher. So it's easy to end up there after a visit to the Cliffs of Moher. So we leave the Cliffs of Moher and we put it into our GPS because how else are you going to find it? And we, it directed us down this dirt road. And so of course I'm like, well, Google says to go there. So we just start driving and it turns very quickly into not just like a field, but like a true corn field, wheat field. I don't know. It did not seem like a road to be fair. And sometimes your GPS is trying to kill you. Yes. Which is totally possible. But to like make sure, I believe that like we had two GPSs. Like I had it in my phone. You had it in your phone. I was looking at both phones. You were driving. And we were, we had conferring GPS is saying like exactly the same thing. Like, yes, you are the right path. And at the same time, the cornfields are towering over us. We're like this tiny car with like, we're driving through the middle of this person's field, I think. And my mom starts just her mind. panicking, just panicking. She's like, this isn't a road. It's not a road. You better turn around. And I'm like, mom, it's physically impossible to turn around. Like it's too small. But also I think the direction said like, we'll be there in a quarter of a mile. It did. It, it just- said we were almost there, but she was like, it's not possible. We could almost be there because we're in a field in the middle of nowhere. 
nowhere. And even I was starting to question it, but I was like, but it's kind of nice to see it through sometimes. Well, yeah, we were like, you know, we've gone this far. We're going to go through. And eventually we did pop out at the ruins of a spectacular castle that we never would have seen. It was a bonus castle. Yeah. We were counting castles and it was an extra. And then we wound down the road and sure enough, there's Doolin and this pub that we walked into and found this rowdy, epic Irish music scene. It was really authentic, yeah. And it was one of the most magical moments in Ireland, you know. I know that a lot of people go crazy about the Cliffs of Moher and whatnot, but for me, it was so cool to just go in there and be a part of the scenery. And it was so awesome. I didn't even want to record anything with my phone, even though I still wish I had it, because they did this, um, they were having like open mic night, And they did a rendition of Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And it was just so pretty. I was almost in tears. So we were just, you know, having our half pints of Guinness Mm -hmm. and enjoying it. And I think it was fine. I think your mom eventually conceded that, you know, it was okay. We were right. Well, she just, like, didn't believe, you know? Yes. She was a skeptic. She didn't trust the GPS, but But we made it. But it was absolutely worth it. And then we got that bonus. I think it was, like, a Sleeping Beauty castle. Or maybe the, the, like, Rapunzel castle. It was one of those really tall ones. But... It was a really funny experience. And there were lots of experiences like that on that trip where they just didn't have any faith in us, I think. Yeah, and I think it's just... I had been to Ireland before, but no one else on the trip had been to Ireland before. And so I had kind of a gist of like how it would go to drive around Ireland and how everything is. But I think my mom especially just didn't believe that certain things were possible. And I think how else this was evident and true was a, a lot of things have to do with the car, like we said before. And we took this trip down to, we visited Cork. And then after visiting Cork, we drove down to Kinsale. And we had some amazing experiences in Kinsale. But the unfortunate part that happened there was the car broke, essentially. Yeah, it just was like yeah. not doing very well. It didn't break. We didn't break it. Like this was not something that was our fault. It was just like the clutch had a problem. Like it was kind it of was smelly. It was burned. Like, yeah, just. And it wasn't shifting well. So we decide we have to get a different car. Well, we're thinking maybe we should just look into it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because there's an airport in Cork Mm -hmm. and we picked the car up originally, the airport in Dublin. So why not just see if like they have one of the, you know, Hertz or whatever their version of Hertz is and see if we can just exchange the car for like a better one that doesn't have a broken clutch. But my mom thought this idea was impossible to the point she didn't that think it was impossible. She, she was thought, like, she was like, well, I guess we have to drive, we'll back, to to drive back to Dublin tonight. from Cork. And FYI, like that is it's a like, many hours drive it's like five hours away. It's not, it's just like not a reasonable, like if we couldn't get a different car, we would have just kept going with the crappy car. Yes, exactly. Needless to say, the airport worked out, and that is a super good trick when you're traveling around a country. If the car has an issue, just take it to, like, an airport that has the same rental car agency, and they will help you. That's a good pro problem. Hopefully, they will help you. Like, they have another car that you can exchange, and that wasn't something that was our fault. We just kind of got a crappy car. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is not that we did this, but the car was given to us crappy, but a lot of Americans come and don't know how to drive a stick, and so they burn the clutch and ruin it. And I think we were given a car that had an unfortunate clutch problem. But anyway, the point is that a car is really the best way to see Ireland. And I think we had so much fun driving around the country because it allows you to see so much more and it allows you to get beyond where a bus tour would take you. Absolutely. But with that comes other challenges. Yes. Like driving around the roads in Cork, which are super steep and curvy Mm -hmm. and all the things that come along with that. Parking the car can be a challenge sometimes, like where to park the car, 
Waze, the app, is a really good app to use when you're traveling because it will tell you where the nearest parking lot is. Which is super handy. That was really handy. But if not, you can just leave your moms in the car while you run in for a coffee and they'll they'll watch the car. They'll babysit it. It's fine. Moms are good for that. Is that where your mom decided to sit in the front seat of the car in case we got in trouble? Well, you know, I think my mom is a rule follower, which, Mm. you know, is good in a way. But we parked in a parking lot and you had to pay to use the parking lot. But we didn't want to pay because we were only going to be in the store for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And we're so, just running in to like grab coffees. And but and it was a Sunday too. But my mom was so no afraid, traffic anywhere. So afraid this the parking was like, lot was empty. It was virtually empty. There were like two other cars in this parking lot. But my mom was so afraid that something could happen that she sat in the car the whole time in case somebody came. Not just sat in the us. car. She moved up to the front seat in case she had to immediately move the car. <laughs> you know, like no, no explanation of like, Hey, our daughters were just running in to grab a coffee really quick. Like, is it okay that we are parked here for five minutes? You know, <laughs> gotta be prepared. Be in the driver's seat just in case you never know. So funny. Oh, the things that happen. It's just like, not how we usually think of things, you know? Yeah. My mom was pretty chill about it. I think your mom was just like, had a hard time with the driving and especially the parking and especially parking in structures. Like (laughs) we had to park in the structure in Galway and I had to kick her out of the car (laughs) because I mean, it's, it's hard to do. Like it's technical driving. It's really frustrating. The spaces are like horribly small and it's difficult anyway. And then everything is on the opposite side of where it needs to be. So I think it was like trying to back into this space and I just, needed like silence and your mom was just like losing her mind losing in the backseat just like I don't I don't know if it's gonna I, it's not gonna work you know <laughs> she and did I, not believe the car could fit in the parking spot but all these other cars so that were the same size were fitting in these spaces you know she was like we're gonna have to park in a different lot like she just gives up and she's <laughs> like oh no we can't park here <laughs> despite there being many parking spaces available like true I guess we'll have to like go somewhere else entirely I don't know. Oh, it's so funny. And I think in general, like my mom is a beach vacation person. So like Ireland was like a big departure for her, but I think it was so good for her because I think Ireland is an unexpected destination for a lot of people. People don't quite know what to expect. And it has so much diversity in terms of like historic sites and pubs and fun things and great restaurants. And it's definitely not what I expected the first time either. I didn't have, again, a lot of expectations. I try not to, but I was delightfully surprised at how good all the food was. Yeah. And the fact that there is certain things, though, that are the same wherever you go in Ireland. Oh, man. I got treated like I was an idiot for asking what the soup of the day was at different pubs. (laughs) Of course, it's vegetable soup. Like, it's their version of just, like, a regular vegetable soup, which is vegetarian. Yeah. But if I have to ask, like, yeah, is that soup vegetarian? Because sometimes people do weird things and put, like, bacon in soup. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like, of course, of course it's vegetable soup. It's like, vegetable soup. Why, how would it have meat in it? It's like the national soup of Ireland. Yes. That's like what the daily soup is. I think it is. And I didn't find another soup anywhere. Same Either thing. time that you were there? Always no. the same soup? Same soup. Daily soup of Ireland is vegetable soup <laughs> and it's vegetarian, in case you were wondering. But also, why call it the daily, the soup of the day? Just call it the soup. This is the soup we have. It's vegetable. We have one soup. There is no other soup. Like vegetable soup. Stop lying with like soup of the day. Like you're mixing it up. You're not mixing it up. We all know. Same ingredients every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. Same soup. One of the best meals we had, I thought was at Kai in Galway. 
I found out about Kai Cafe from the New York Times travel section, which I love to use because they have so many great ideas for when you're in a city. Yeah, so that is the Michelin-starred restaurant we ate at in Galway. And it was one of the best bills I've ever had. And we went there for lunch because it's too hard to get in for dinner without a reservation. But it was so good. I think I had the fish fingers. Yeah, which you wouldn't think would be that exciting, but they were really good. No, they were so good. It's all like fresh and organic. And you can just tell that it's all like really newly fresh. And it's a restaurant where it's full of locals. You don't find a lot of tourists there, and I love that. It's just really off the beaten path. You would never see it, but it's beautiful inside and fun and very welcoming. It's really cute. It feels like somebody's home. I think people know about it more now, obviously, having a Michelin star and being in the New York Times helped it, but it's not right in the center of Galway, and I think that makes it a little bit more more of a secret Mm -hmm. But yeah, I still feel like people are finding out about it because it's so hard to get a reservation there, especially for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I think brunch and lunch are the time to like walk in and just go, which is great. And Galway is such a cute town because it has the diversity of like the pedestrian tourist zone, but it has a lot of really authentic stuff. And what's cool about Galway is it's still the center of where the Irish language is spoken. So there's actually Irish language bars in Galway where people speak that instead, speak Gaelic instead of English, which is pretty cool. That's hard to find in Ireland. And when we were having lunch at Kai, you guys were all getting to enjoy wine, but I unfortunately was sick pretty much the whole trip to Ireland, which I don't know why that happens to me, but it always does. And so I'm, I'm drinking tea while you guys are having wine and I was kind of bummed out, but it was a good thing because I had to drive the car because we were headed back to Dublin that day. I mean, it sucks that you missed out on the great Malbec. (laughs) It went really well with our delicious lunch. But it's a good thing you didn't have anything to drink because, and although driving a car in Ireland is the best way to see it, especially if you have moms on board, (laughs) I think it's a little intense in Dublin. It's like the hardest place to drive. I think it's like as you go from Galway, you're in the country and the closer you get to Dublin, the more you can like feel the pressure and the traffic increasing. And then once you get in Dublin itself, it's like any other city with a lot of one ways and the windy streets and the roundabouts and narrow roads, that kind of thing. Yeah. So what happened is we get back to Dublin and we're trying to find our B&B, of course, and we're doing this drive around lap. And we miss the turn like twice, I think. And my mom even starts GPSing as well. So we get like team GPSs. And she starts saying like, no, you have to go to the left. You have to go to the left. And then what happened? I think I could see where we needed to go, but we couldn't get there based on where the GPS was telling us to go. Like it just wasn't happening. So I had this plan. I thought, well, we can get there super easy if we just make a right turn right here. So we did. And you were driving, I was navigating, and then... We turned right into a DUI checkpoint. But we turned right into a DUI checkpoint. However, we didn't know that they do DUI, like pop-up DUI checkpoints at random in Dublin, especially around rush hour. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're so strict. Like, for a country that loves beer as much as they do, like, they don't want you to drive if you've had any. I think that's why they're so strict. Yeah. Because they know, and especially tourists who've been drinking and driving... And they're not comfortable driving on those roads and they're in, you know, awkward cars. And my first trip to Ireland, I met a guy who had rented a car and he crashed it his first day. Uh, He was from the States and he had had a beer or two and then decided it would be a good idea to drive on the wrong side of the road on the wrong side of the car. Crashed it. I thought that's not even (laughs) uncommon. No, I actually heard the crazy stats and that's why most credit cards won't insure you in Ireland because you could crash it. Which credit cards do insure you? Oh, it's tough to say. You'd have to look, but check that if you're renting a car in Ireland for yeah, sure. Check your credit card and see if they cover your rentals. Yeah. 
because often doesn't. And so we pull in to this DUI checkpoint. Now we're, we're stuck. The first one. Yeah. The first one. Because it had just, just opened. Just popped up. Yeah. And of course, like everyone in Ireland is friendly. So the cop comes to my window. I roll it down and he's like, hello, how are you all doing? You visiting from the States? Of course, said in an Irish accent, which I can't do. Yeah. He knew we were American right off the bat too. Yeah. And we were like, oh, ha ha. Yeah, of course. We're from the States. Then he says, oh yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, so I'm going to need to impound your car. And we all just froze. (laughs) Well, we thought he was joking because we'd been in all of these other situations in Ireland where they just immediately joke with you. And then we're like, haha, like he's joking, but he wasn't. And we were like, no, he was deadpan. He was dead serious. Like apparently we had made a right turn that was illegal during rush hour and we're like endangering lives or whatever. And it meant they were going to impound the car for three days. And we all start flipping out moms, especially moms are in the back, back of the seat, like having a panic attack. And they're telling us you can't have your car for three days. And we're about to fly out the next day. Flying out in the next, like, yeah, we were flying out the next day. And you guys were flying out two days from then. I was doing the math in my head. Like as he was telling this, I was (laughs) like, how are we going to do this? Like, okay, who's going to return the car? Yeah. Like, what are we we going to do this out if it's impounded? And just trying to go through all the math. The blood is draining out of your mom's face. <laughs> and my eyes are getting my bigger. My dead silent, you know. And, and he just keeps going, keeps going. And then finally, he says, no. He's like, nah, I'm just I'm joking. This yeah. is just a standard, like, pop-up DUI checkpoint. <laughs> and we all are shocked. We can't even believe now that he's joking. But luckily, because Ireland is so zero tolerance, I passed the checkpoint because I had no alcohol in my system. Sick, right? That's yeah. the reason for everything. Uh, yeah, it's just, I feel like it's entrapment. When you ask somebody flat out if they are joking and they say no, that is not fair. Yeah, it's a lie. But Irish people just love to joke and that's just how they are, I think. Uh, but Yeah, it was great. But it definitely gave, it made my heart skip a few beats. It's maybe like the most panicked I've ever seen my mom. I mean... I'm saying that, but you know, my mom kind of panics over anything. Like she is the type where she'll leave her glasses on her head and she'll be like, where are my glasses? My mom does that with her phone. Yes. It'll be like in a super obvious, where's my phone? Where is it? It's, gone, is it? Forever. it's gone forever. Great. So great. I mean, I like to think that all moms are different or whatever, but really like there is a lot of mom speak and a lot of things that I swear all moms do. And I think losing their phone is one of those things. I don't want to make too much fun of them because I feel like we're going to be them and not that long, but it is really, it's kind of hard for me just because my mom and I are so different travel style wise. Like my mom is great at getting up early and I suck at getting up early, but I'll do it on a trip because I don't want to miss anything. But my mom needs to wake up like an hour ahead of time for full hair and makeup every time. <laughs> every every yours, time. Right? Yeah. Which me, if I'm traveling, I'm like, ponytail, roll out of bed. Let's go. <laughs> let's let's wake up <laughs> 10 minutes before we need to leave. But I just wake up whenever other person in the room is waking up. So it's not like I can sleep in while my mom is doing her full hair and makeup. She has her routine. You know, she's like going back and forth in the room and like, I don't even know what's happening. But like, it's just a lot of like effort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, you're just going to be like hiking. Nope. Still got a full hair and makeup. I know. I think the saddest thing ever was we were traveling with our moms on a different trip and we had this great spa morning planned and they both did full hair and makeup. And then we get to the hot tubs and they didn't want to go in because it would have messed up the hair and makeup. I think they felt like they didn't have time to change into their swimsuits. Yes. I don't know how long it takes you, but I mean, I can, I can get in and out pretty fast if I need to, like, especially if I'm going to get 10 minutes in a hot tub, like I would rather have that than like stand around and wait. But 
I think the deal with their generation is just like, no one sees you without your makeup period, <laughs> except for like your husband, maybe, yes, you know, maybe. and then maybe even like, <laughs> there are all these, you watch marvelous Mrs. Maisel, right? Yes. Where she goes to sleep she with like, the makeup on. Yeah. She goes yeah. to sleep with full makeup and then like waits <laughs> until her husband goes to sleep and then gets up and takes it off and then wakes up before he does, puts it on again. Yes. Like, I was reading a column of like terrible advice your mom gave you. And it was things like that. It was like, never let your husband see you without makeup on. <laughs> things like that. It sounds horrific to me. Like it's a special day when I decide to put makeup on. Yeah. Someone's got to know me before like what the no makeup look is. Cause you're not seeing the makeup look very often. Yeah. It's just a whole, it just adds this other layer of stress onto travel when you have to like wake up and do full hair and makeup before you're going to be out and about doing things. But, you know, especially if you're just doing something that doesn't require you to be... Like the spa. Or hiking or whatever, where I don't know if your makeup is going to do you much good. And I feel like sunglasses. If you don't wear makeup, just wear some sunglasses, call it a day. And what else my mom does traveling that maybe all moms do too, is what is with the heavy purses? What is in that thing? Like, I pick up my mom's purse and I'm like, this is what my suitcase weighs. Like, what's in there? Someone's got to explain they, what's in a mom purse. I don't know. And I won't say that my mom has the same issue because I don't think she does the heavy purse thing, but they're just generally very prepared for like any situation. Yeah. Like when you play that game at bridal showers, what's in your purse? The mom yeah. always wins. Like, oh, a safety pin. Got it. Swiss army knife. Done. You need tissue. Check. Neosporin. Done. Snacks. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Reading glasses, sunglasses, all of it. Yeah. And then they have to have like a spare pair of reading glasses because they always lose one of the reading glass pairs. Yes. That's key. That happens a lot. Yeah. Oh, moms. But I will say, even with all the drama of traveling with moms, they, my mom is one of my favorite people to travel with. Oh, me too. My mom is super fun. Like she hikes and bikes all the time and she is down for pretty much anything, which is awesome. Like, I love that part of traveling with my mom. I just think it's, for me, it would be hard to travel the way that she does with the whole, like getting ready and the overpacking. And, you know, it's not like I've never overpacked before. It's just, I think it's a little, they pack for just in case a lot. Yeah. But I was really impressed with my mom. We took this trip to Italy last year and she actually packed in a carry-on, like truly packed everything. She actually packed lighter than I did, which really served her well when we found ourselves catching a train. And as you know, like trains run very on time in Europe and we're trying to catch this train to get back to Rome for the Easter celebration. And unbeknownst to us, like this is our last train. And we didn't realize that we were making a connection and I have never seen my mom run like she ran for this train. And she had her tiny light bag, which was great. And we are jogging. And somehow we bought the train tickets. And it's maybe the closest I've ever caught anything in my life. We got on the train and we didn't even look for our seats. We just got on the first open car. And as we rolled our bags in, doors shut. And we quickly found out during the train ride that one, our bed and breakfast shut for the night. And so if you weren't checked in by a certain time, you weren't checking in at all. And two, we were going to see the Pope speak. And if we had missed that train, would have been stuck overnight. Because that was the last train of the day. Yes, but I've never seen my mom hustle like that. So, like, I knew she had it in her. Yeah, I think they absolutely have it in them. I think it's just that we have to set the pace. And I think that was, like, the biggest thing that my mom kept talking about after the trip was, like, how exhausted she was by like, because you and I both have FOMO and we're trying to see and do as much as possible. And so even though I will complain about having to wake up at 6am when I am home and in a normal living pattern, if I'm traveling, I will wake up at 6am. I will do the thing because I need to be there and not miss it. 
It does and, check off everything. Well, and they were pretty cool with it. Like they, I mean, I think they were a little tired, hence all the mom naps in the back of the car. Yeah, those are important. But I think on any trip, I'm always amazed that you can see more on a 10 day trip than people that live in those countries have seen often. Like in Ireland, I think it was at a bar in Cork or somewhere that I was telling them where we were going and what we were doing. And they were saying, I haven't even been to most of those places. So I think if you're really motivated traveling, it's amazing how much you can really see. I was really motivated to see a couple of things there, but one of the best things I saw was the sheep herding, which was on the wild Atlantic way. Yeah. Amazing. And I think we didn't even think we'd have time to do the wild Atlantic way. And again, it was like a mom thing where our moms were like, we don't have enough time. Let's just skip it entirely. But we were like, well, we can accomplish it. We we'll do part of it. We'll do the one hour tour. Yeah. Which was like one of our best decisions of the trip. It was great because we stumbled upon sheep herding and I didn't think we were going to get to see this at all, but it's like one of the best things you can do when you're in Ireland. And, uh, there are these old like beehive forts called like the Fahan forts or something like that on the wild Atlantic way. Not, not too far from Dingle, which is where we started. And, and they're right along the water. So super beautiful to photograph and see. You know, the best part is though, like, I think none of us had cash except for my mom. She happened to be carrying some euros and good thing because you had to pay like, you know, two euros each or whatever to get into this place. And when we pulled up, we discovered that there was a sheep herding event about to happen with border collies and puppy, like the puppy border collies and training to be like sheep rounder uppers or however you say it. Yeah. It so sheep cute. herders, sheep herding dogs, sheep herding dogs. And it was amazing because they free them from like a shoot. Like they yeah, all like run they out of a tunnel. Run. Yeah, yeah. It's like football players running out the tunnel to play. It's like that, they but like, sheep, those sheep mind, even the puppies. It's kind of crazy. Like they really, yeah. it was so fun. All the puppies, all the dogs actually. And the sheep were so cute too. Yeah, they were adorable. I even got a selfie with a few of the sheep. They were very compliant. I was surprised. Yeah, that was one of my most favorite experiences. And my mom loved that too. It was so great. Yeah, if you go to Dingle, I think that you can do that drive and just do part of it. I guess that's like one of my biggest thoughts with travel is like you can always get a taste of something. And like hopefully maybe you'll get to go back and do the whole thing. But for me, like traveling, it's always worth it to have a little taste, even if you can't accomplish it all. Yeah, I don't think most people travel like that, though. I think no. most people defer to like, oh, no, we don't have enough time for that. It's impossible. We're not going to do that. And we're like, we have 15 minutes. We can absolutely accomplish this task. <laughs> yeah. How fast can I do this? We're pretty good at that. I don't know. That might be a thing that like you and I do when we travel together, but the moms Maybe not, not into it. Maybe not. It's just so stressful for them, you know, to be on that kind of a tight schedule where like you have 15 minutes to get ready after your massage before we go to the next winery. Like, that's, that's true. work for them. It's fun, but not relaxing. No, I wouldn't say we travel in a relaxed way, which is why it's super funny when people think that like we just go on all these vacations that are super relaxing. That is not, <laughs> I not relaxing. home to relax. Yes. Home is relaxing. Vacation is never relaxing. That's true. I think that's a total different mindset for my mom that like being an adult without children being single longer, I think has allowed me to travel with my mom much more than other people get to travel with and you too, which is great. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice to have that time with your parents that you wouldn't otherwise have. Like if if I was married and had kids of my own, like there's no way we'd be able to take these trips. Yeah. And it's, I think it's really taught my mom a different side and way of traveling, which is exciting because I think our mom's generation was more like the cruise generation, like, or the guided trip generation. I think my mom was very like guided trip. Uh She'll pay someone to like show her around and like take care of the details because that just is easier than like trying to figure out like it is hard to figure out logistics of everything. Like, how are you going to get somewhere? And 
where are you going to eat? And how are you <laughs> going to figure everything out? Where are you going to stay? And like the good places on top of that, right? Like it's not just like getting through the trip, but like a really enhanced trip where you're eating at these great restaurants or mm-hmm. discovering these things you may not have otherwise been able to go see or do unless you had somebody like doing the research for you or telling you. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's cool to be able to show people a different way of travel that have never done that before. And that was fun because I think my mom, at least it's been such an independence thing for her to show her. She can like do her own trip and do her own thing and doesn't like have to follow the path of a cruise or whatever. The like tour bus thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one thing that's so great about that kind of travel is that like, think about how much you'd be missing out if you didn't get to go to the cliffs of more at whatever time you decided. Yeah. You know, one of the best things we did was go to the cliffs of more at sunset, which at the time, you know, the sun was setting pretty late and the crowds all get on their tour buses and they leave at four o'clock. So you have the place to yourself after that. There are only two other people in the whole cliffs of more, which the first time I went to the cliffs of more, there were literally thousands of tourists lining it. Absolutely. But like, you just have to know those little nuances that if you go on your own at a time, that's not common, then you can have a place to yourself, which is incredibly rare. But it's also a completely different experience that you're going to have if you do it that way versus like showing up on a bus with, you know, 10,000 other tourists and taking the same photo and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And the bus tours can be like frustrating. The first time I went to Ireland, I did Northern Ireland on a bus tour because we were told the roads are sketchy, which I learned that all of Ireland, the roads are sketchy, so I don't think it matters. But it was so frustrating because you'd be in this epic place like the Giant's Causeway, which is this natural wonder. And they'd be like, okay, 30 minutes. You're like, what? I know, I hate that. That happened in Iceland, yeah. We got to Skogafoss, which is one of the most beautiful waterfalls, and it's sort of famous. And they were like, okay, you have 15 minutes here. And that was not enough time to hike up to the top of it. I was pretty bummed. Yeah. Because I do not like arbitrary timelines. And I think that's what's so great about independent travel and kind of life-changing for our moms, you know, is that Mm -hmm. you could just set your own schedule. And even though that schedule might be tough, like, hey, moms, we're going to, like, start at 6 o'clock in the morning because we need to, like, see and do all these things today. It's still better than having somebody else tell you that you have 15 minutes to enjoy this, like, world wonder It's true. It's true. And I think they really learn to appreciate that because the cruise ship travel and all the other guided trips, like don't allow you to do that. So we got to have like the real experience, which I don't know if my mom would like do that on her own. If I wasn't like planning and coordinating everything, you know, behind the scenes. And I think there are certainly some places where it's absolutely better to travel on those kind of group tours. Like maybe India is one of those places where it's just nice to have a translator and a guide and somebody to drive you where you need to go and that kind of thing. But you do miss out. Mm hmm. And I think you have to pick convenience over uh, seeing the things the way you want to see them. So I'm just very much oriented to like seeing things the way that I want to see them, like on my terms. Yes. It's better. And I'm going to have a better experience when I do that. So yeah, I just, I don't think that was like how their generation traveled. First of all, I don't think that they had as much access to travel. Well, like, I think everything was booked through a travel agent back then. And so you well, couldn't like, like do it. I mean, I don't think my mom went on a plane until she was like 30. Like it just wasn't common. Plane mm-hmm. tickets were so expensive to everywhere in the world. And I think the primary way they traveled was road trips. Like that's why route 66 is so popular, you know? Yeah. That was like when all the roads in America came together and like, that's what they did for traveling. They weren't like jet setting around Europe, like doing all that stuff, you know? No. I know. I think we're so lucky with the cost of airfare and how much it's come down to travel. I mean, I flew to Ireland for $400 round trip, which is literally the same price as me flying to like Texas. 
So it's amazing. Yeah. The deals are out there for sure. Yeah. But I think you also have to put in the work to find those deals. Yes, for sure. But I'm the type where I book the flight first and then the rest will hopefully fall into place. I'm like, well, $400 airfare booked and we'll see what happens. Yeah. How does everybody else do it? I don't know. I feel like there's a rise of like the Instagram flight watch things and Google. I use Google flights and do the whole like set where I want to go and it'll alert me if a deal comes up that too. Yeah. Cause I usually book flights first too. That's like the first thing I do. Mm-hmm. And then I work on hotels and then I work on activities. Yeah. It really like all pans out after that, but it is interesting to see like how other people make their travel plans because I think some people are buying those, like get your rental car and your hotel, like, and your airfare all in one shot, which can be a great deal. Like I know sometimes they seem like maybe they're ripping you off, but we actually did that to go to Paris and Barcelona. And the whole thing for like seven days was $600. And it was so much cheaper than if we'd booked the flights ourselves. So I guess you never know. Sometimes those packages you can win. I think just research is super helpful. Mm -hmm. But I will say mom travel is awesome travel. And I love traveling with my mom even through all the craziness. It was one of my favorite trips probably of my life that we went to Ireland with them. Yeah, it was maybe my favorite trip last year. And I went on a lot of trips last year. But it was Mm -hmm. just so great to have that kind of time with Mm -hmm. my mom. And... It's one of those things where, again, like if I was in a different situation, then I wouldn't be able to experience this kind of thing with my mom. And I think so many people don't get that gift. Mm -hmm. And I think it's worth making that gift happen, even if you don't always get it. Like it's worth planning a trip with your mom once a year, even if you do have kids and circumstances like like maybe it's not Ireland, like a weekend trip once every two years, whatever you can do. Just having that time with your parents is so valuable. Cause I think you never know when your parents will not be here anymore. And or it's great to not even that, but just that. like when they can't travel anymore, because you do reach a certain point, like my grandma, bless her heart, <laughs> she's 91 and it's just, it's hard for her to fly. Like she does it. She's a champ and she's still totally with it. And she is in great shape and probably even knows what a podcast is. Cause mm-hmm. she's savvy on Facebook and all that stuff too. But it's just hard for her to get around, even to go on like a flight to Florida or to Hawaii mm-hmm. and man, I'm really not looking forward to like either when my mom gets there or when I get there, because that's scary, you know, like the idea of not being able to travel easy, really scary. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's why I think you have to take advantage you have to now, take advantage right now because you never know. Yeah. It's hard. True. If you have any funny stories of traveling with your mom, we would really love to hear them and we'll share some on our website too, but just email us your stories at podcast at outdoorsportsgirls.com.